Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. We are getting closer and closer to the start of softball season. It will be here before you know it. and That's where we're headed this week on Mox on the Mic. The head softball coach of the Chattanooga Mox, Frank Reed, he visits with us. Big offseason for him. He goes into the Chattanooga Hall of Fame. He's been here a long time. He's won a bunch of games. They've won a bunch of championships, and uh, he goes into the Hall of Fame. Of course, we spoke uh, not that long ago with his former player, Michelle. Well, she was Michelle Fuzzard, now Michelle LaCourse. And uh, Michelle also went into the Hall of Fame, so her and Coach Reed got a chance to go in together, kind of fitting for those two, having uh, been, um, you know, Michelle playing here for Coach Reed and then later being a longtime assistant coach and a, and a part of his staff. So uh, get the opportunity to talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame, the early days of Chattanooga softball, and then we give you a little bit of a preview of what's coming up this year. Here's our conversation with Chattanooga softball coach Frank Reed. Well, Coach, first off, let's uh, let's start with the congratulations on the uh, on the Hall of Fame. I was trying to think are you the are you the first active coach that's been inducted into the Hall of Fame? I don't I don't know of anybody else that's still been active that's been able to uh, to get this honor. So, congratulations for that. Well, I thank you for saying that. I'm very humbled that you know to be able to do that. I mean, you don't start in a career like this thinking that hey, my goal is to be in the hall of fame or my goal is to do this or that, you know, as far as personal goals, you, you know, you want to be able to say that, you know, as a coach of student athletes that, Hey, I, I brought in this many student athletes and, you know, they all got their degrees and they're able to move on and do great things that they want to do in life. Those are the, I think those are ultimately supposedly why you're supposed to do it. I mean, the wins and losses sort of take care of themselves, but, you know, we've been very fortunate to have some great athletes come through and, some great coaches with our, on our coaching staff. And, uh, you know, without that, I mean, it's just, you're just sort of there, just sort of putting the pieces in place and letting them sort of run with it. But thank you for saying that. It's, it's, it's a great honor. We had a lot of people that uh, former players and people came and I was, I was humbled that they thought enough of me and the program to be there for us. Well, not only that, but you get a chance to go in with uh, Michelle Fuzzard, uh, Michelle LaCourse, who, had a fantastic career for you as a player, was later with you as, as an assistant coach. It was, was kind of fitting, I guess, that, that you and her both got this honor at, at the same time, on the same year. Yeah, we talked about that. She was so excited that we were going in together. Uh, she's been not only a, a great player of mine, you know, a great coach of ours, mine, and then you know, also continue to be a great friend. And, uh, yeah, it, it was exciting for us to be able to do that, have both of our families there and, and do that at the same time. It was not only great for, you know, opportunity for us to be together. I think it was a great statement for softball, uh, you know, to get uh, two people in and, and uh, you know, set the, time, set the way for some future, you know, uh, Hall of Famers down the road. But, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a fun night. I wished uh, more people could have been there. But, uh, uh Michelle's Michelle's a great a great person, and, you know. She continues to give back to UTC through our alums and and being in the area, working camps for us, and uh, uh, just a great person. Now now has a great family. You came from Chattanooga State. Now you started the program at Chattanooga State, right? Yeah, uh, 
I left 23 years ago. So, and then I had, I was there for 10. So you can date it back to wherever, was it 90s, I guess. Uh, started the program there. Kim Williams Smith, uh, as Kim Williams at the time, uh, called me up one day and said, Hey, uh, you got a successful uh, club team. Uh, we'd like to get your input on how to start a program here. And, you know, I went over and met with her and went back and said, Let me put some things together and get back to you got some things together for her. We met again. I said, here's the things you're going to need to start a program. One of the big things was a field. You know, you didn't have a field at that time. And so, uh, uh, you know, I reached out to him and said, you know, you probably could use Van Zant, the old home of the old men's fast pitch field, which we end up doing. Or it became our home field for a while, but until I was able to build a field there on, on campus. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, it, that was a great time. We went to – we went to seven national championships while I was there and, and built a pretty solid program, built a stadium, which I'm really proud of. Uh, and, uh, then moved over to UTC in 2001 or two or something like that. And then the rest is history, I guess. How did that come about now? What was the call like to come to, to UTC? What, what do you remember about kind of that conversation and, and how things happened? It's funny that you should ask that question because it's something that I've thought back on. You know, it's not something you think about every day, but since I got into the Hall of Fame, I think the first thing is for me was, and maybe I'm, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, was I guess when you get an award like that, you start thinking back because it involves a period of time and you think, well, how did I get here? What, what, what took place for me to actually get here? And so one of the things I recalled was uh, this, that last year at Chat State, we were ranked number one in the country. Uh, went to the tournament, the NCJ, NJCAA tournament and uh, junior college. And we finished, ended up finishing fourth, I think. We had a really good team, had a, a run, one bad game and ended up finishing fourth. And I remember walking off the field and saying that I was done I, to my coaches, my coaching staff. I said, I'm, I'm done. I wasn't upset. I just, you know, sometimes the Lord just clues you in that it's time to, it's time to not do this. And so, you know, I told him at Chat State I wasn't going to be there. I wasn't coming back. And, you know, and for, I thought for the first time that I'm not going to be coaching fast pit softball because I'd coached it with club and then up to here. Then that summer, a lot of crazy things happened. Uh, I was getting calls from some, you know, Division One schools about coming to, to work with them. And uh, UTC was uh, one that I was sort of interested in. Uh, you know, Dana was playing there at the time, my daughter. Uh, so I was able to, uh, you know, I thought, you know, how awesome would that be? But, you know, at the same time, I'm 30-plus years into uh, uh, to a government job, which I wasn't really – well, at that time, I wasn't 30. I was 20-plus years, and then I wasn't planning on leaving because I only needed a few years more to to get my retirement. So uh, – and, and, I, and I told him, I said, yeah, maybe – I, I honestly got the dates mixed up, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was getting close to 30 years. And so, uh, I told him, uh, when they called that, you know, I might be interested, but, uh, it sort of rocked along and, uh, I was leaving work early one day at, uh, down at city hall on 11th street and Oval James called me and said, uh, where, where was I? And I told him, I said, I'm just down the street from UTC. He said, come up. And it was a Friday afternoon. Uh, nobody was there. The athletic department, the athletic department can get really lonely on, on a Friday or days that nobody's around. And we walked up there and he's sitting at his desk and he said, we talked and he said, well, I want you to take this job. 
And so I said, well, you know, that's, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm gonna have to pray about it and think about it. And, you know, he, he made me a offer, a offer right there. This is what, this is what you're going to need. Uh, this is what we're going to pay you. And I said, well, you know, and this is the budget. And I, he said, uh, I said, well, looking out over this, if I think if I take out of this budget line, what I think I need salary wise, I don't have enough money to pay an assistant coach, but, and I have to have an assistant. And I said, what if I take 5,000 less and you give it back to me next year? He said, he said he would. They said, yeah, that's not a problem. We can do that. And so, uh, I'm still I'm still waiting on that five thousand. It's been twenty. <laughs> I still hadn't seen five thousand. But and I brought that up at the at the uh, banquet. But anyhow, me and my wife met uh, that afternoon. We went out on the Walnut Street Bridge. I, I won't forget that. And we sat in the middle and we talked about you know our family and where we were and you know how we wanted to go about doing this. And we prayed about it and. Uh, we just felt like maybe the Lord was leading me and, you know, to go in that direction. I got to coach, like I said, I got to coach Dana for a year and she was on my staff for a year, something that, you know, a lot of people don't get to do. Uh, and then uh, I guess the rest is sort of history after that. It's kind of wild. I mean, you went from literally thinking you might be walking away from it completely to having a, another very successful career here and ending up in the Hall of Fame for something that, in a lot of ways, coach sounds like it almost wasn't. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was. You know, I remember when I took the job in government. You know, real early in our lives. You know, and we were just a young family, just me and my wife. And uh, I remember going to work every day and kidding all the people that had been there forever because they say you never leave a good government job. You know, that's what they always tell you. And so I'd kid all the guys and the girls there, ladies there. And I'd say, "Hey, you guys are laughers." You know, I'm working with people. It's 15, 20 years there, you know, and I'm saying, you guys are lifers. And, and I woke up one day realizing, Hey, uh, I'm a lifer. I've been here yeah. a long time. <laughs> and you know, the That's years true. go by raising a the family. They just go by so fast. And, you know, uh, I was able to be able to be involved in the community. You know, I bought and sold right away for sure street and road projects. Uh, one of the funny stories, I don't know if I've told you, uh, or not, but I was involved in buying the property at summit for the landfill it was going to be summit landfill. And we got a lot of kickback on that. Uh, they went out there and I bought 35 acres and then, uh, to expand the landfill, the people didn't want it. So they rate, you know, politically, they got it moved up to some up to Birchwood. And so summit sit there for years until Ron Littlefield got elected or was running for mayor. I think, uh, one of those offices he, he was serving in. And he said that they were looking for a site to be able to put this another softball field complex because they were going to redo Warner Park and with all the tournaments coming in they need some additional fills and so he told him he said well Frank bought you know 35 acres up here at Summit he said uh, let's take a look at that property well they end up building softball fields up there which is sort of ironic you know I'm me involved in softball so much I bought the property for the city and in essence it turned out to be a softball complex and if you've ever been up there it's a beautiful setting for for the fields and, and, and everything and so uh, I thought that was sort of ironic that I was being able to be involved in that part of it. But, uh, you know, life moves on. I got to go to uh, to uh, UTC, and we prayed about it. I, I, my first six months there, I, uh, it was really tough. There was a lot of things that, uh, you know, not that it's misled me, but it just was a lot of things I I didn't see how we were going to make it work. And 
And I told my wife, I said, I made a mistake. And she said, well, you, you prayed about it. You felt like the Lord was leading me there. You know, fast forward 23 years, and I know that's exactly where he wanted me to be, uh, you know, because I've been able to be involved with a lot of young people. And that's that's the reward for me. You know, you get a phone call from somebody saying, hey, you know, I got a kid today is graduating from uh, from some kind of federal. She's a federal agent and she's graduating down in uh, Savannah, Georgia uh, as a federal agent. You know, she went through, uh, uh, you know, a poor, poor Puerto Rican kid that came in and played for me uh, many years ago and didn't, didn't know what she was going to be able to do. And now she's, you know, she invited me down today, but I couldn't, I couldn't make it down, but I got, I got to send her a congratulatory note after we get through here. So there's, you know, there's always something happening with players that you've been able to coach. And that's the excitement to hear how, how successful they've been. Coach, let's turn our focus now a little bit to this season and uh, and what is to come. The schedule is out. It's released. You can find it at GoMox.com. Season tickets for Chattanooga softball are on sale. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about this uh, this schedule as you guys head to Louisiana to start things before you you come home for the uh, for the Chattanooga Challenge with Ball State, Western Kentucky, Murray State, and North Alabama coming in. You guys have put together two uh, tournaments that you host here every year, or classics, if you will, that you guys host here, the Chattanooga Challenge and, and the Frost Classic. Uh, two events that are here, they've kind of become staples in the community, uh, certainly in the softball community. But a little bit about those two events and, and the competition you're going to see this year. Well, we're always excited about hosting those events. Uh, we would love to be able to host more if we could. We've, we've talked about that. But, uh, and the reason being, because last year we went through a really hard time with uh, the uh, renovations of Frost Stadium, which forced us to have to play on the uh, fields, the upper fields there at Warner Park. Uh, and then we went through some very, very, very bad weather with rain and cold and, and uh, in both of those tournaments. And so we end up, you know, as a host, when you bring people in, if you've got limited time to play, you always make sure that your guests are taken care of. So we were forced to give up a couple of games, one I think in both tournaments so that our guests could play because we basically got it narrowed down to one field, even though it had three fields tarped. Uh, the rain was so bad that it was just in the outfield. It was just standing water. And there was nothing we could have done about that. Now, I've used the word fast forward many times in this conversation, but now we're looking at Frost Stadium, newly renovated uh, AstroTurf. AstroTurf come in and, and was very kind to us, and, and we've redone that stadium with uh, new lighting, new padding on the walls, new uh, 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 logos and all that kind of stuff. So if you've not been there, it's a, it's a beautiful facility. Enlarged bullpens, new lighting, I think I said. And in addition, the city went ahead and has done two additional fields there at, uh, at Warner Park that are turf now. So when we're looking at bad weather in February, maybe for those two tournaments, if it rains this morning and we've got games scheduled for, you know, noon, uh, well, we can be able to manage that because, you know, there's not, you know, unless it's just raining at the moment, we're not going to be forced to be able to, have to move where those fields are going to be available. So uh, we're excited about having that turf there and it's going to, you know, be able to extend play. And then even in, even going into conference play, you know, where we are 
when we're hosting teams there, we won't have to worry about the any kind of bad weather or rain. You know, 15 minutes after it rains, we're ready to – unless it's just raining at the moment, you know, we can play. You guys open up the conference portion of the schedule on the road at Samford before you come home March 29th to take on uh, to take on ETSU. A little bit about the uh, the conference this year and and uh, how you see the the Southern Conference stacking up. Well, we finally were able to add another team in Walford this year, so uh, you know that's exciting to to finally sort of nudge back in a direction where we were. Oh, six or seven, maybe eight years ago before the, all the conference realignments, you know, when we had, you know, Georgia Southern, App State, uh, Elon and programs like that, we had, we were up to 12 softball playing sports. So, uh, you know, and, and of course, a lot of teams in the Southern Conference don't have women's softball. Wofford since added it. So that gives us an eight team conference, which is, you know, much better than, you know, what we've had. And uh, uh, it's going to, you know, it's always, our conference is sort of crazy. You know, I don't think there's anybody, you know, well, us and maybe UNCG, Sanford, some have been some of the top teams. Uh, and every now and then you'll have somebody you slip through. But there's nobody. It's like just really bad. All the teams are really good. There's a lot of talent out there to select from when, you know, these teams go recruiting. Uh, it has been in the past. So, uh, you know, I've played in the conference tournament where the seventh place team was – you know, has have won it, you know, and so, uh, and that was Furman, I think. And, uh, you, you, so you just don't know, you know, and the only birth you get to regional to regional play is, is, is out of a conference win, a conference tournament win. So, uh, but I see it very, very balanced. Um, uh, you know, those top teams are going to be, they're going to pick, you know, coaches pick, and it's going to be probably us and UNCG and Sanford. Uh, you know, I can't remember who finished fourth last year, maybe Fireman or somebody like that, but they're all strong teams on any given day. You know, you got to play, you got to beat somebody three times, you know, to get a, to get a sweep that weekend. And that's tough. Uh, it's hard to beat somebody three times in a row or, you know, over the course of two days. So, uh, it's going to be very balanced. And, uh, but I think, uh, you know, I think that, uh, we've got a very, very good shot at, at being one of their one of the better teams and hopefully getting back to regionals. Obviously that's our goal. When did Wofford bring softball back? They started the process, uh, probably maybe two years ago, they were going to start. And then for some reason they couldn't. And, uh, uh, and they, but I think maybe COVID had a little bit of going on to do with that. And then of course they started one year just recruiting the team last year. I think that was part of that. You know, they were at the conference tournament just watching and, and seeing how everything was laid out, but they were continuing to recruit, and they put the team together, built a built a phenomenal uh, place there on campus, uh, field there on campus for them. So they've poured a lot of money into softball at Walford, and I understand they have a lot of money there. So, and they put their share into softball. So their their goal is to develop a you know a great women's softball program at, at Walford, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if you won't see them you know making some noise pretty early. Coach, it's always fun and a pleasure. I appreciate the time. Congratulations again on the on the Hall of Fame. I know as we get closer to the start of the season, you and I will uh, will get together again and talk about more. Uh, but I do want to remind folks that tickets are available. You can get your tickets. Just head over to GoMox.com. You can find the schedule, and you can find details on being able to purchase uh, season tickets. So look forward to uh, – 
Look forward to seeing you guys in Frost for the entire season because for anybody that hasn't seen it yet, let me I can echo what you said. Uh, it is not that it wasn't great before, but it is absolutely gorgeous now. So, Coach, always look forward to softball season and getting things underway. And, again, we'll, uh, we'll talk again here in the next few weeks. Thank you. I appreciate your time, and I want to wish all our mock supporters Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks to Coach Reed for giving us a little bit of time. Thanks to you for being with us this week as well. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and review Mocks on the Mic wherever you download your podcast from. We appreciate that. Also, thanks to our producer today and We Hunt for putting this all together and making it all work. We'll look forward to catching up with you again next time right here on Mocks on the Mic. Until then, so long and go Mocks. Thanks for listening to Mocks on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and we'll see you again soon.